Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the HFFL pod. The championship is done. The season is over. A champion is crowned, and I happen to have the champion on. Walt, how you doing, bud? How you feeling? Feeling fantastic. Got a big uh, dub from Michigan over your roll tide. You such did? A great, it was such a great game, too. It, it was, you know, I, I feel that both sides did stuff that, could essentially lost in the game and won in the yep. game. There was, there's, it was, it was definitely a hard fought battle. I just hope that Michigan can seal the deal. Um, and, you know, I also got a championship, you know, HFFL, a, a long overdue uh, victory and championship for me. I mean, I know I've, I've made huge, uh, mistakes and trades in the past um you know i've been ridiculed about it you know i've heard from many about the mistakes i've made and um you know i, I guess i kind of saw a little bit of a window and I, jimmy kind of in the beginning of the season is like you know hey i'm gonna get some picks and some young talent off a wall and i'm gonna offer him cmc i jumped on it and luckily it worked out for me yeah, yeah. No, it was great. And, you know, speaking of the game, um, just to touch on it since you touched on it, you know, I think both teams tried to give it away and one gave it away more than the other. Um, you know, neither team really looked great. Yeah. I mean, special teams for Michigan was atrocious. Um, yeah. Protections in the first half for Alabama were, were horrible. And, you know, they just couldn't – they couldn't stop shooting themselves in the foot with bad snaps or, or you know, penalties on key third downs and these drive-stopping – you know, plays that, that Alabama just kept throwing out there, um, you know, and then that, that, you know, last play call again was another bad snap. And I think Milrow, you know, as a sophomore, just wasn't ready for the moment and just ran into the back of the line. If he would have just followed the, the guard, pulling guard around the outside, he would have been fine and we would have went to another overtime. But yeah, regardless, it, it, it was it was a game of, of which both teams made mistakes, but, you know, no team really let the other one get out of sight. So it was a good game. Initially, that last play, I'm like, you know, what the hell are they doing? You know, because it happened so fast and I'm, you know, obviously I'm just pumped, jumping up, screaming, you know. Yeah. And then after, you know, sitting down and relaxing and looking at the play, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he totally he read it wrong, you know. And, the snap was below his knee. So, like, yeah. he'd been dealing with that all night, these bad snaps, and I don't understand how something as is, is, is just rudimentary routine as, a, as just snapping the football is so difficult at that point in the season. Nonetheless, you know, he knew he was running the football, and he catches right. it below his knee, and he's like, I got to go. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure in that right. moment, him securing the ball, like, at his knee probably felt mm -hmm. like a lifetime to him. So he probably sure. felt there was somebody on him and there was nobody there. So all he had to do was just kind of move three yards to the left and he scores, but he didn't get his head up and he panicked and, you know, I can't blame the guy, you know, he's just trying to do what he can. So I don't know. I mean, they'll be all right. Uh, you know, it was a overachieving yeah. season for Alabama in my opinion. So, um, you know, I think they, they gave themselves a chance to win a championship this didn't happen. A cool stat I heard, um, not really, not really a cool stat I heard, um, was if if Alabama doesn't win the national championship next year, the class of twenty one who came in in twenty twenty one would be the first graduating class not to win a championship under Nick Saban. Wow. Yeah. So, That's, I mean, I could, you know, with you saying that, I, I it obviously makes sense. I mean, you know, Alabama's been been pretty dominant you know for quite some time um i don't know if this is like true or people just you know just posting memes or or, or little facts or you know made up shit but i saw something come across someone shared something the other day that alabama's center is in the transfer portal now i don't know if that was just a dig at him or if that is actually accurate <laughs> yeah i haven't seen any news i don't follow a whole lot of transfer portal stuff unless it just kind of pops up on my Instagram. Um, yeah. I follow all the Alabama stuff and nothing about McLaughlin uh, well, entering it, the portal has popped in. Yeah, so it's probably just a dig, which, you know, I thought, oh, that's, you know, it's pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, but... <laughs> Let me see uh, Alabama Center. 
It might be true. Um, yeah. <laughs> Alabama Center. It's an AP News. Alabama Center, Seth McLaughlin, interest transfer portal after high profile misfires. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, I've a lot of questions raised there. It's like, okay, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's those crazy, horrible Alabama fans that are probably threatening this young man's life. Um, yeah. You know, and chasing him out of town. Uh, I'm sure that's, uh, you know, a lot of people are solely blaming him for the for the loss which is completely unfair and there are some wackadoos right that root for that yeah. football team so um yeah i'm sure that's something along those lines but um yeah i don't know you got you better get it figured out wherever he goes he's gotta you gotta learn how to snap the football or you just play you know or just put him at move him to guard you know if he's good enough to play move him to guard if he can't snap the football yeah. you know i Absolutely. had something like similar happen to me i forgot how to throw a baseball I was a catcher and I, and I was like Rube Baker from major league. I couldn't get the ball back to the pitcher. I could throw it down mm -hmm. a second. No problem. Right on a dime. I just, I just would forget. I would think too much about my release and, and I just would throw it at the pitcher's feet or I throw it over his head. It was the craziest thing in the world. And it would just happen randomly. It wouldn't be all the time either. So I don't know. Maybe that's what's happening to this kid and they just need to move him to guard and get the ball out of his hands. You know, and I've coached little league and, um, in middle school level baseball, you know, as assistant, things like that. And that's, I feel that that's a common thing with young catchers Yeah, is like they can gun someone down yeah, and, you know, pick kids off, you know, yeah. and throw a freaking rope. And then when they just, you know, go to toss it back to the, the pitcher, it's like over their head, you know, then you got people stealing. I, and, and my, I always say, dude, just loft it to yeah. him. Just, yeah. Just, Get it to them. I mean, you don't have to throw it hard to stand up, loft yep. it to them. Shit. If you want to walk it to them in a game, <laughs> you know, but fine. But that's what yeah. happened to me, man. It, it was oh. I was I was fine up until eighth grade, and then as soon as eighth grade comes around, next thing you know, I start misfiring to the pitcher, and then and then it just gets in my head and it just you know starts to just bore a hole in your brain, and then you just lose all confidence in throwing to the pitcher, which is a crazy thing that happens. So I now, don't know. Jimmy used to catch back in his little league days and me yeah. and dad and our, and Jeff, as a matter of fact, we all um, were coaching um, these teams and Jimmy was a pretty good catcher, you know, and it was little league, you know, obviously, mm -hmm. but I can't remember if he ever had that issue. Um, you know, he would, I know that he had a good arm and was gunning kids down. I just don't know if he had that issue with pitchers, you know, and getting it back to him. I just can't recall that he might be able to, but, huh. but I wish that story you know, yep. that I could share, but I unfortunately don't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So Walt, um, this pod is all about you. So we are just going to do a, a, a Walt special, uh championship special, uh, three yards in a cloud. We're going to do just some quick league announcements, talk about the off season. We'll touch briefly on the consolation matchup, and then we'll dive into a Q and a about the championship match. Um, and then we'll, we'll do a, a final thought, um, where I have a, a question posed to you uh, about a uh, positives and negative takeaway from, from this year. Um, so let's start with three yards on a cloud. The NFL question, I want to, I want to target it around, you know, your favorite team in the, in the lions. And I wanted to just get your thoughts out in the open about the two point conversion play. What did you think about the call to go for it, to continue to go for it? what did you think about the penalty and, and, and everything? So, Part of me was like, okay, I, and it's funny, Kobe, you know, um, says this to me and we have a little thread that, you know, we text back and forth and I always talk about how I hate the Lions. They use a lot of those quick screen plays, kick it out mm -hmm. to the wide receivers. When they work, they're great. And I love them. But the majority of them don't work. Mm -hmm. And they run them a lot. And I know that's kind of one of uh, Ben Johnson's like go-tos in his book, you know, get these small receivers and try to get them in space so they can, you know, you hopefully make a big play, get some chunk yardage. I hate it. Well, in, in this situation, when I'm going, going for two, I'm like, Oh, just kick the ball. You know, I'm sitting there thinking we have momentum now let's take, let's ride that momentum into, um, into overtime. You know, yeah. let's, let's take there. If you win the coin flip, your off your offense just had that great drive. You got down the field, scored. Let's hopefully do it again. You know, mm -hmm. ride on it. 
I get it after listening to Dan Campbell. He's like, you know, his his thoughts is like, you know, we wanted to win the game. We wanted to make sure we got the win. This is, you know, this is something we had planned to do in this situation. You know, we talked to the refs about it ahead of the game. You know, we told them that this play was going to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it when it happened. And, and it was obviously when it was converted, I was like, wow, they just pulled this off. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously the whole debacle comes in. Um, right. More I see it now, and I'm starting to read more into it. Um, first of all, bottom line, I, I don't think games like this, especially this time of the season, especially with the implications that this could have with playoff seeding and things like that, I don't think that they should end in the hands of the referee. Uh, it's absolutely garbage in that aspect because it don't just happen to Lions, although Lions have their fair share over the years, it just just baffling, just missed calls, no calls, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but it looked after looking at it and seeing the video, um, you know, Dan Skipper, when he was running out, he was kind of like, even though he wasn't there to report, he was running there initially. Mm-hmm. And then he, when the referee walked away, then he started walking to the line. And what I see normally is that you send the, the, the lineman that's going to be at the eligible receiver, you send them over to yeah. talk. To the ref, but they had him and Peneo Sewell, Sewell yeah. going over. So it kind of looks like, okay, the Lions were trying to dupe and confuse Dallas. You know, okay, yes. send two 100%. guys, send two guys over there, so they they don't know which one's going to be eligible. Right, because Dan Skipper has been eligible and has has checked in as eligible at that point in the game right. at least ten times. Is what right. I, is what what I heard. So you send you send Decker and Sewell over to talk to the referee. So that Decker can report as eligible. You run Skinner out so that it looks like Skinner's going to report. And then you line up. And that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Right. It was like a part of this elaborate scheme, you know, everything building up to if we need this two point play, this is how we're going to do it. Right. So, I mean, I completely understand the scheme there. It to me, it was on the referee. Right. The referee needs to actually look somebody in the eyes when they're talking to them and listen to what they're saying. Because all he did was say, "Yeah, Skip's been Skip's been coming in and reporting all day." I see him running right. in off the sideline. He never even really looked at Decker, and then right. you know, and then he goes, "Okay, report." So, so Decker's reporting for Skipper, who's been reporting. You know what I mean? So, I think it it was really just this like gross, very gross, like neglect to do your job by the referee, but a complete misunderstanding, in my opinion. Yeah. And and part of that, you know, yes, I believe the, the referee got it wrong. He thought Skip was the one that was coming in, you know, um, reporting as eligible, although he he lined up his tackle, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I mean, are these re- officials not looking at that formation? You know, like, okay, he's at tackle. That means this guy must be eligible, you know. Yeah. Uh, and this guy came over to talk to him. I mean, what was the referee doing? I mean, well, he the did. referee – and so on the Spanish broadcast, you can actually hear the referee turn his microphone on and announce to the stadium, 70 has reported as eligible. And if I don't know if at that point nobody on the Lions could hear the referee right. say that over over the PA system, 70 has right. reported as eligible and thought to themselves like, hmm, maybe I should, you know, make sure that this is right and talk to the ref or, you know, whatever they needed to do so that they right. got the right people checked in. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, they they obviously had a plan in place. They put it together. They executed it. It just yep. didn't. It didn't. In so then, it just didn't the way. Now, with that said, yeah. After that first missed attempt, you kick the extra point. I mean, yeah. I'm not a. I I I mean, I know Dan Campbell. He's very he's very ballsy. I mean, he yeah. had that fake punt in the same game deep in their freaking. And it worked and, this time. A couple weeks played yes. a couple games ago. It didn't work, and it cost him. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I, I get it. You, you're ballsy. You like to keep people on their toes, but people are starting to get wise to that. I think teams are like, okay, they're getting more wise to that fourth down stuff. Hence, you know, like you said, that the, it didn't work for them um, the last time they had done it. Yes, it worked this time. But after that point where you miss a failed trick play, you know, for a two point conversion yeah. to win the game, pick the extra point. Yeah. Not, you had three opportunities <laughs> to to kick an extra point to mm-hmm. go to over, and yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's it was frustrating. I mean, so much happened in just such a small period of time in that game that you know had it, it could have had a huge impact on um the Lions, you know, season going forth, but it is what it is. People make mistakes and you just got to learn from them. Hopefully, you know, this sets a fire under their ass and 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 if they see Dallas again, which is a good chance, I hope that they're able to beat them in their own home stadium, which, you know, is becoming very hard for teams to do, apparently. Yeah. All right. All right. I think I think we're in alignment. I think we're, we're think the same way there. Um, all right. Your HFFL question. Um, what what was your biggest challenge this year with your team? Like, was it a was was your biggest concern a certain position group, you know, bye weeks, uh, injury? Um, what what do you think challenged you the most this year from a from a fantasy perspective during the season? Well, fab, I don't know. fab management, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I can explain the fab management. Um, my fab management, I was overspending on on a lot because yeah. I had no depth the whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm if I if I see someone that there's an inkling that okay, they, they might get more snaps. They might be productive. Um, I I was going after them, you know, and I yeah. probably could have got people for a buck, but I'm yeah. sitting there thinking, how are these other people thinking? You know, like the the Jacksonville receiver, Parker, Parker Washington. Yeah. You know, I, I saw him have a decent game, and then uh, they had, was it Kirks that went out? I'm like, oh, dude, he's, he's going yeah. yeah, to get more snaps. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to snag this guy up. Um. So yeah, I overspent, um, and I think that was just my anxiety of knowing that I was an injury or two injuries away from my team just being unraveled. Mm-hmm. Um, I lucked out. Yeah. I lucked out season. I mean, when CMC went out in the last week's game, I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, he he finally the injury bug caught caught up with him. He got injured. He couldn't play. You know, the second half, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm toast yeah. because I. I need his points to, you know, I need him. I need a Lamar. I need Max Crosby. And then I need, you know, um, Bynum. I need those, those guys to give me yeah. points or else I am, it's going to be very difficult for me to get a win. Um, so I, I, with no depth, um, I, yeah. I, I feel very, everything had to be aligned for me to win. Yeah. And, the alignment happened. I, I got lucky with injuries. Um, and, and that's, that's the reason why I was, I think able to, you know, yeah. to officially get this title. So your biggest challenge was depth and which, which caused yeah. you to kind of maybe feel like you had to go get your guy when the, uh, the yeah. fab, you know, came out. Yeah. And, and, and part of it too, I, I think, you know, looking back, um, trading for Alex Singleton, yeah. I think was for me um, because my, my defense was strong all year. I mean, my defense pretty much kept me in games um, where I won, you know, I had, I had some great defensive weeks. So my, my team had the second rank defense behind Kellen, I think um, throughout the season. So my defense really did keep me in a lot of games. And I think, uh, and I think Alex I actually finished, finished number one best uh, defense. So yeah. Adding Helm, Adam Helm, I think was huge for me um, because he is a tackling machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, you know, I, it was easier to get him with a couple third round. I'm not going to go out. You know, I had, I didn't have a lot of ammo. I had a couple third round picks. That's what I gave Jeff future third round picks. I didn't have ammo to go get uh, a difference maker yeah. on offense. I took a shot with getting Kareem Hunt and that didn't really pan out for me. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this turn around. Gus Edwards, he helped. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't huge, but he, it, it definitely was helpful in the end because I was starting him. Um, with McCaffrey and then I was even starting Zeke, you know, and he helped, you know, with, uh, with Ramondre going down. I mean, it wasn't tons of points, but you know, you're getting 10 points a week from a guy um, that I wasn't getting anything from, from the beginning yeah. of the year, all those things, you know, worked out and lined up for me. Um, yeah. That Zeke trade finally paid off for you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> Like I said, everything had to line up perfectly, I think, for me. Yeah. And, and 
just unfolded the key injuries to other players, you know, definitely helped me in, in, in that, uh, in, in winning that. Mm -hmm. All right. Last question. Um, what is this, where's this championship rank for you? What does it mean? What's this championship mean to you? <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty sweet. I, I was telling my wife, we had like this little, um, decorative table in our living room that, um, right now it has some Christmas stuff on it, but it just has a lamp that sits on it in the middle. And uh -huh. I'm like, I look, yep, right there. That's where it's going to sit in our living room. You know, the trophy, she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. I say, you don't have <laughs> this. I say, yeah, you don't realize I've been in this league for how long? And I've heard so many stories about the horrible trades I, I've had. And I, and I'm, I will admit that I have screwed up. I've had numerous fantasy studs on my roster that are on other people's teams um, mm -hmm. that, if I would uh, if I would draft guys and hang on to them, I probably would be, you know, like Jimmy in the playoffs every year, you know, but potentially in the talks for being the best team or in the talks of being in the championship game every year. But I I had this little thing where I like getting draft picks, man. I don't know. I like drafting. Okay. Um, and so I, I was always quick to – I would draft somebody good and I was always quick to trade them away for draft picks and then end up trading draft picks away, you know, for, for less talent. So it was just a vicious revolving circle, but when he offered me a CMC, I'm like, okay, I got young receivers. Um, you know, I was able to get George Pickens, which him coming out, you know, the past couple of weeks, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, oh, hey, that was a that was a big thing for me too. I mean, the 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 guy had disappeared. Like, I don't know, like his doghouse. He wasn't trying. You know, wasn't blocking on the field. I was like, they're gonna end up benching this dude. But they yeah, changed. Like, is this Claypool all over again? You know. Yeah. You know, they changed offensive coordinators, and you get Mason Rudolph in there, and the dude starts slinging it to him. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm I can't. I, I lost my train of thought, but I, I just know that. Um, CMC was was gonna at least help me be yeah. a relic. So you know, and then I then I decided to try to get Pickens because you know I I, I like Pickens. Uh, I thought that he was gonna have a breakout season this year. I mean, not necessarily a breakout season, but he he did do what he needed to do in the end. Yeah, showed um, up when it matters. Yeah. So yeah. So man. I, no, that's cool. Yeah, so it sounds like it meant a lot to you. Uh, you're gonna have it on this the the trophy on display in the living room. <laughs> yeah, I had to go pick it up from uh, Jeff today because I'm going to visit uh, Jimmy. So I'm going to pick it up from Jeff today. Take it over to Jimmy's tomorrow. That way he can take it in and get the nameplate stuck on it. Um, so so yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So just some quick announcements, uh, off season schedule. We are now on the off season, uh, trades are open. We can be made now at any time. If you so choose, um, NFL draft obviously is in April. It's in Detroit this year. So, uh, that could be a fun little thing. If we all wanted to get together for the draft, if come down to Detroit, I think that might be fun. Um, well, I know, I know that as of right now, Jimmy, Ryan, um, me and Julian and my two sons, uh, we are planning to go to the draft, so um, yeah, that sounds cool. Anybody else is you know interested and you want to meet up or you know just uh, let us know. We'll make it happen. But yeah, we at least plan to be there for day one and day two. Okay, uh, day, day three is a little much, you know. Yeah, it's I'm sure after after day two, you know, it probably would be just just easier to sit at home on your TV, drinking a beer, flipping back and forth you right. know, from your favorite TV shows or whatever to get back to check to see who's been picked. Cause there's just so many picks on day three. Yeah. No, man, it sounds great. Yeah. I mean, I'd definitely be in for that. I'm only a couple of minutes down, down the road from Detroit. So, um, so yeah, so draft will be in April. Um, so end of June, beginning of July will be the rule change period. So start thinking about your proposals. Um, they'll be due sometime the end of June. Zero fab. Zero, Zero. fab. <laughs> already, already on it. Zero fab yeah. pickups. Um, yeah. All right. 
And then uh, we got beginning mid mid July. Um, at some point there, we'll have keepers will be due, and our free agent bidding process will begin. And then in the middle to end of July, right after those are due, um, we'll have our draft. So um, six short months away uh, from our draft. So start watching your films, start getting the rule proposals together, because um, things will fire up quick once we hit June. CMC is available for anybody that's interested. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm ready to tear it. I get the get the championship. Ready to tear it down. Got to reload. Got to restock the cupboards. All right. So let's just talk a little bit about the third place game. Um, Jimmy ended up taking third place, two fifteen to one thirty seven. Um, this wasn't much of a game. Uh, Kellen had a forty six percent roster efficiency. He basically mailed it in and gave Jimmy third place. Um, he, uh, played all of his backups, essentially, uh, if Jimmy would have played everybody that he played the week before in his standard lineup, he wins this 243 to 215. So, uh, apparently he didn't want third. You can't, if you're not first or last, according to Kellen, I guess, or he just maybe owed Jimmy 20 bucks and just, this was his way of giving him the 20 bucks. I have no idea, but, uh, I mean, he had Tyron Williams, Jamar Chase, Save Flowers, Cooper Cup, Dak Prescott, TJ Watt, Brian Branch, Wagner, you know, Julian Love, Brisker, all on his bench. You put those guys in his lineup, 243 points, and that would have been his normal starters. So interesting to see uh, that. So I don't know if there's much to break down there, <laughs> you know, um, just because there was kind of no trying on the on the side of Kellen. I know with uh, Jimmy's team scoring the way it did, he, you know, he just had a lot of deja vu flashbacks coming in, you know, being the, in the in the third place game and his team blowing up and <laughs> it's like yep it's happened so many times but you know the, the thing is is he's been there you know yeah. numerous times at least been in the playoffs so i mean you're, you're doing something right yeah <laughs> oh no for sure for sure um okay so um we'll get on to your matchup let's talk a little bit about that um take me through the week right take me through thursday to sunday at any time, did you feel like, oh, no, I lost it? Or any time, did you feel like, I got this on lock? Um, you know, or were you just on the edge of your seat most of the time? After Thursday, oh, shit, I can't. Let me try to remember who Jimmy had, or not Jimmy, but uh, Julian had Thursday night. Um, I've got to look at his team really quick. Was it, it, was, it was the Jets, right? So he had, like, Mosley, oh, Bree, Brees oh. Hall. Um, it was just those two, I believe. And uh, yeah, it was Jets and the Browns. They put up like 40 something points on the first night or, you mm -hmm. know, it was a, and I apologize. I'm not able to get to the full. No, breakdown. Like 42 points is what they put up. That first so I'm night. like, you know, seeing a, him get a hot start and, and me, I wasn't, um, well, my kicker should have been playing that night. Um, but unfortunately he got hurt in, in, yeah, I, I mismanaged my fab, but when do kickers ever get hurt? You know, it's it's very rare. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I I might have escaped what it would have been like six points because that's what the backup kicker ended up getting. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't have been a huge like a night for me, but it still would have been points on the board. So I was waiting until you know, um, what was Saturday's game again? Saturday that was the Lions, right? Lions Dallas, yep. So I didn't have no no eggs in that basket. So he I was had, waiting. He had a uh, Melifanu um, score him ten. And that was it. Yeah. Um, so I I was waiting for Sunday, you know, to get points, and then from there it was just nickel and diming. I mean, it, him and I, it was like, you know, having a slap boxing match. We're just going back and forth, yeah. you know. And the final final game, uh, a Sunday night, um, the Packers. Um, Packers game. I can't think of who they who they yeah, played. Yeah, so but. it was uh, Packers Vikings, and we said going into that game, Julian needed a lead um, because you had you had Romeo Dobbs and Bynum. You had, you had a, a, a your camera Bynum. Yeah, is um, that what the, it was? Yep, Dobbs Bynum. Why am I drawing a blank? Did I only it. have two. You had two, and then he had two, but it was it was Tucker Craft and Harrison Phillips. So those, yes. he, he had a tight end and a D tackle and you had a receiver and a safety. So um, we were, you know, I think on the pod the week before when we were breaking it down, we said 
Julian better hope to go into that game with a lead because very unlikely his tight end and D tackle are going to outscore your wide receiver and safety. And you ended up going to that, that game with a three point lead. Yeah. And, and, and it was nerve wracking. I mean, I was, I didn't get to watch the game completely. I mean, the family, um, we were playing, you know, card games and things like that. So I was kind of just kept checking my phone and I would see that, you know, I'd be up a couple points and then it'd be close to being tied and then be down a little bit. And then I'd go back up. And so it was just like back and forth throughout the whole thing. Um, in late, I was, you know, having like a slim lead and I'm like, man, I need to get more points because then we have, you know, worry about the stat correction, mm-hmm. you know, come, um, it, it, Harrison Phillips, they pulled him out early, like in, in the fourth, like they stopped using them. I'm like, and that, I think that that definitely hurt uh, Julian. Um, but another thing that hurt Julian, and and I was giving him shit in, our, in that same thread with Kobe. Um, he was, you know, talking about his lineup and who he should start. And Kobe was like, you know, explaining, you know, who he thought. And so I'm like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing <laughs> asking for advice, you know, from other people? So that was my thing is I was giving him digs on that and, and talking shit. But notoriously, um, Throughout, I think it's been throughout a couple of seasons, Julian's had struggles with, you know, picking that right person on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did flip out his lineup a few different times, you know, switching people out. And he ended up taking um, uh, Michigan, Michigan linebacker. Um, yeah, Kaliki or Kalik Hudson. Yeah, and, and putting Luvu in. Um, yeah. And, and, and I don't know. Points. So I, I, I mean – and that was a last minute decision. You know, he, he, he's like, you know, Lulu was coming back. So he put Lulu in and he was, he was, he was going to, from the way it sounded, he was going to um, ride the the Michigan boy, you know? Um, and if he would have, obviously it'd be a, a different story. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I, a interesting decision. Uh, because I think we, even on the podcast said that we liked Lulu a little bit better than, than Hudson. Lulu was, you know, a bit more consistent and had an opportunity against a, you know, backup quarterback. So, and, and traditionally uh, Jaguars are 30th, uh, you know, or like the second best, third best team give up points to linebackers. So and part yeah. of me, and part of me was like, I hope he keeps Hudson in his lineup because, you know, okay. Yeah. He's done great the past two weeks. That doesn't mean, you know, he's going to put up another 20 point game. So I'm sitting there thinking, you know, maybe he'll ride with Hudson and he didn't, you know, and he ends up putting Lou in and, and yeah. obviously, that bit him a little bit. And I think he had some other, you know, defensive plays he could have, you know, changed out and made. Yeah, um, Barnes, main... Koloftis instead of, you know, Siler and Phillips would have been yeah. one. I mean, it was a close match. He was only 81% efficient versus your 94% efficiency. Um, so he definitely had a lot more options that he could have put in that would have yeah, made, with... made more of a significant difference. With not having depth, you can definitely be efficient on your lineup. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no regrets. You're like, I started the best person because I know because my bench scored zero points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the the biggest the biggest piece here, the biggest, let's say, uh, impact player in Lamar Jackson. Um, when you were on the pod a few, maybe a month or so ago, you know, we had the we had the conversation of is Lamar your guy? Are you looking to move him? Or are you kind of committed? And you're like, well, I, I'm pot committed to Lamar. There's nothing I can do. I have to ride with him. And I tell you what, you know, ever since that pod, you know, he's been up and down. But I mean, in the playoffs, he's just been an absolute killer for you. Yeah, and and this goes and this is I'll put this out here as a hot take, you know, and and it's not just because I'm a Lamar owner. I've been saying this to my sons. You know, the Baltimore Ravens got a great defense. They got a good running game. And Lamar is not turning the ball over. He's, you know, he's making good decisions with the ball. Um, He hasn't had as many fumbles. You know, every time he'd take off running, he'd be carrying the ball one hand. And I'm like, oh, this dude's going to fumble. He's notorious for that. So he's not making those mistakes. And I've been saying that I think these guys are the Super Bowl favorites. You know, I've been saying it for a while. I just think that. Their team is pretty complete. I mean, they're coached well. Um, and, you know, I, he's having a great season. I think he's a he's now an MVP candidate, you know, on the season. Yeah. Um, he, he did come through for me in a huge way. I, I mean, it's hard not to say that I don't, you know, don't love that. Um, 
yeah, the inconsistencies through the season, you know, it would, it would, it would make me cringe, but, you know, I was able to have other people step up, you know, CMC, Max Crosby, buying them, those people, you know, producing pretty much on a weekly basis, you know, helped me in those situations when, when uh, Lamar didn't produce the best, you know, I, I have to ride with him and look at my backup. I have, uh, mm -hmm. you know, which he's, it's probably not going to be on my roster next yeah, year. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. Know, I, it's funny you talk about the consistency because you know he just puts up forty points last week. He averaged twenty three on the season, and and mm -hmm. we mentioned the fumbles. He has six fumbles on the season, but hasn't fumbled since week nine. So, um, and he's only thrown I think four interceptions over that over the last seven weeks. So yeah, I think it's yeah. um, he's definitely taking care of the football, and I think his highest scoring weeks have kind of come over the last four. Um, so it's been, uh, it's been, it's been nice to see for you and your team, you know, you got the production when you needed it. Uh, you know, luckily you didn't need production week eight, nine, and 10. Uh, you got yeah. the production 15, 16, 17. So. Yeah. And Lamar as a, as a player outside of fantasy, he's starting to grow on me more. Um, he, but you, you listen to him talk. He's, he's, you can tell he knows what he's talking about, but he doesn't use the right vocabulary. I mean, the guy, he's very, he's very humble. He, he's, he talks about team. He, he, it's, it appears and that he knows the game and his position, but when he talks, it's like, oh man, you shouldn't talk because it makes you, it makes you seem dumb. No, I've known yeah. some, some football players that are like that. They just don't know the right words to say, or, uh, you know, they just can't quite put the thought together, even though you can tell by what they're saying that they know what they're talking about. I definitely right. understand what you're saying there. I've I've played with some some guys that are like that. Um, okay, so uh, you know, last week on the pod, we talked about uh, you know, the the power that was Julian's offense, and we questioned a little bit, you know, Julian starting Henry Kamara, Diggs, and Evans. I know I particularly questioned it. And, and I threw out some stats that the last time Henry played Houston, he didn't do well. The last time Kamara had played the Buccaneers, didn't fare well for Kamara. Uh, and then Diggs and Evans also, you know, not having very good matchups against uh, divisional opponents or, um, you know, for for Evans specifically. Um, so they the, these four players come out and do exactly as I predicted, um, kind of all laid eggs. Um even though they have the the name power and the you know the star power of Henry Kamara Diggs Evans, they combined for twenty three point seven points. Um, was that your biggest worry of how those guys would perform? Like, were you watching that pretty closely when 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 those four players were playing? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we're we're big on the red zone in our household. I mean, we're we're watching red zone quite a bit and back and forth. And you know, I was watching. Um, whatever players of mine that I could um, on the other channel when we'd flip back and forth in red zone. But yeah, the name factor, like you said, I mean, Diggs, Evans, Henry, um, Kamara. I mean, yeah, the, I, I joked about this, you know, early in the season on the pod calling, you know, Ju Julian the paper champion because his team, you look at him and like, oh my gosh, it is stout. Um, yeah. But he does have those problems where you know he he's going to come into those situations where he's gonna you know who do i start and who do i sit because he, because they are players normally if i would have like just one of those players on my team let's say if i had stefan diggs or mike evans yeah they're gonna be in my lineup every week no matter what you yeah. know but he got them both um he's got new Hopkins too that you know he's not no slouch i mean he's still capable of putting up decent points um, so, it, and then he's got a, a really crowded running back room. So it, it's, it, it definitely, is a, I don't know if it's a good struggle to have, you know, to try to, I mean, it is, I mean, it is right. It's a, it's a good problem to have. It's just, it's unfortunate when you, when you, when you choose poorly. Right. So, um, I think you gotta just, you know, no regrets or, you know, you have to understand I made the right, right decision based on the criteria that I set forth. Right. Like nobody last week was really going to bench Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara. Yes, I did some analysis. I looked at it. I said, these guys probably aren't going to do very well because of X, Y, and Z. But what was he going to do? Sit Alvin Kamara for DeAndre Hopkins? 
Right. You know, I, even though that would have worked, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been logical at the time. Right. It was hard, you know, when you get to the championship to sit your guys who got you there, even though the matchups aren't good or ideal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, it is what it is. You know, like, like, like we just said, you got two great weeks out of Lamar in the playoffs, you know, exactly when you needed them. You got great right. matchups. Um, right. You know, you know, even this last week, you know, with your uh, with your defense, you got really good matchups the last couple of weeks with Bynum and, and Crosby. So, I mean, your guys performed when they needed to. Pickens came on at the right time. So, I mean, it it's a good problem to have, and you can't you can't have any regrets. I think Julian set the right lineup. Honestly, uh, there's really nothing I would take back or kick myself about. I think he he set the he put the right guys in there, and it's just unfortunate they had tough matchups and didn't perform. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about you uh, having McCaffrey on on the trading block. We talked about you trying to rebuild your uh, your stocks uh, with picks. Is that number one priority this offseason? You know, I obviously I'll entertain things. I mean, there's I even though I have some like CMC is not a young dude or he's not young, getting any younger. Um, I have some hope and like. Yeah, Dobbs might not be a number one, um, but you know he he could. Well, they got three young good receivers there. I mean Watson and uh, Reed and and Dobbs. You know I, I mm-hmm. can hope that he continues to do what he's doing, to, so I could you know make him a number three receiver. Pickens, hopefully things continue to go in the right direction with him. So I I got a little bit of youth there. Um, Jackson, you know, he's going to continue to be around for a little bit. Um, but my defense, I got some youth on my defense. I'm not going to mm-hmm. really probably do a lot with them. You know, I'll hit the waiver wire here and there. I got Tank Dell, who looked promising, you know, um, that could be a good, you know, number two receiver. Um, so really I got just running back depth, right? Like cleaning out right, some of I, this, uh, this, these guys at running back and trying to trying to find something there she got a lot right you got deuce fawn hunt eric gray gainwell freeman yeah right? poor gainwell maybe philly can give him a bone and and deal him somewhere else because gainwell you know he really since swift came into town his his role diminished um and i thought you know i had expectations for him this year uh, until you know they signed swift and um or got swift so so yeah maybe they could throw him a bone and me a bone and and, and deal him somewhere else that you know he might be able to be you shit him in a place like kansas city would be amazing um you know but who knows we'll see what happens eric gray i don't know a lot about him i just know that saquon's had numerous issues with injuries and they had you know contract issues for a little bit so i figured you know i took a stab at picking him up thinking okay if saquon mm-hmm. goes down make mark his way in deuce bond i just love the guy i just i i drafted him just because i i i love the little dude and i don't think he's ever going to really amount to much i could be wrong um it, it it's so i i don't know what's going on there so I don't, I don't have no picks, man. I'm, I'm going to be sitting back watching this draft, you know, unfold with everybody. Um, you know, obviously I'll be looking at players that I I can be hopeful that will not get drafted, that I can try to snag, yeah. um, you know, as potential diamonds in the rough, you know, type, type guys. Um, yeah. And so, so if, 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 let's say reloading the cupboards with picks isn't, isn't priority one. What would be your priority this off season? I don't have a lot to, I mean, if I was to try to reload in picks, I would, I would have to, I think unload like the key guys. I mean, I'm going to load tank Dell. I'm going to have to unload um, Pickens. I'm going to have to unload McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Jackson, you know, so I, if I or Crosby, I'm gonna have. That's the only way I see myself loading up with picks is is getting rid of key players that's going to help me continue to be competitive. Caffrey um, is the one that makes the most sense for me. Um, 
I mean, I think I think I need to hang on to Lamar at this point, um, yeah. and hope hopefully maybe find um, a backup either on the waiver wire. You know, one of these rookies slips through and mm-hmm. does you know that no one's expecting, and I snag him on the waiver wire. Um, but I think Christian just makes the most sense for me, but I, I don't know how much I'm going to get for him either. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. He will so, be 28 next season. Um, but this but, season with being relatively healthy, you know, I, I think that that bodes well for him, mm-hmm. you know, and makes it to week 16 before he gets a little banged up. But he did technically didn't miss a game. Right. He played, every, he not, played every single game. Yeah, and that's not that's not the norm for him. So yeah, and and he's gonna be a he's gonna be out the finale, but I think that's just to rest him. I think if he needed to go, he could go this this week. Yeah, I also got Hollywood Brown, but who knows what's what's up with that guy? I mean, right. the guy's been injured. You know that offense is. Yeah, Kyler Murray. I don't know. He likes to he likes to do a lot on his own. Mm-hmm. I get that feeling, you know, and I think he should distribute the ball more, but who knows? He's, he's a wild card and he could, he could have a decent season next year if he's completely healthy, but when, when Kyler's healthy, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. Okay. So, yeah, so if the right opportunity comes up where I think, yeah, I want to do that, like trade somebody, I'll do it. Or it, okay. it might, might be the right. I may see it as the right opportunity, but in my yeah. history, I make trades that don't make the most sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. So a little timid there, but so trying to find some sleepers, trying to reload through some, you know, grasping at some straws and seeing if we can get some lotto tickets on there that might hit for you in some key areas. Um. So some final a final thought here from you from you Walt. Um, I want to know what what are you most surprised about, uh, about your team. And what are you probably the most I told you so about your team, about about like the doubters? I have two that I, I know that I could name, but I want to hear from you first. The most surprise, um, obviously, my luck with injuries. You know, um, my my depth was a problem. Tank Dell went out and I, I got nervous because he was coming on strong. And I'm like, man, this guy is is going to be a key key piece for me going, you know, going into the playoffs, going forward. Um, so yeah, when he got injured, it made me nervous. Um, and, but yeah, that's the biggest surprise is I was able to, to make it through the season without, you know, major, a lot of major pieces going down and, and being a factor injuries, you know, being a factor for my team. Mm -hmm. The, I told you so is, I, I don't know if I really have one to be honest. Um, oh, the only thing I could think of at the top of my head is, uh, I think it was Kellen on a, on a, on a pod, um, you know, not giving my defensive, my defensive line credit, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, Crosby, but, you know, I mean, Hubbard, he's not great, but he's not a slouch. I was able to pick, pick up Autry. Um, he was one of my key additions, you know, in the middle of the season where he started, he was producing for me and he ended up being, taking the starting line, taking a starting job from Hubbard. And mm-hmm. I was playing Autry um, a good majority of the remainder of the season because he was, you know, he was getting the points. He's listed um, as a D tackle, but he's played yeah. three, four defensive end in Indianapolis yeah. forever. So it's not like he's a, he's a slouch defensive tackle. You know, he's yeah. been able to get to the quarterback and has shown he could do that in Indianapolis for years. So no, it was a good pickup. Yeah, so I, I I guess my defensive, you know, I, like I said, I don't really have an I told you so because I was I was nervous and and skeptical about you know my team's run and if I was going to able to keep it up. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but but yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I have the exact same ones as you. It's maybe a little bit different. Like you know, I think I've said it a thousand times on the pods. Um, I had to, I had to give you credit for your moves you made in the summer with with Pickens and McCaffrey. Um, they were the keys to your victory. I, I also kind of identified what the must have you had to win was 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 health and you had it. 
right? I mean, two years in a row now, well, you've led the league in, in, in roster efficiency. 89, 89.8% this year and 89.7% last year. So, I mean, that just goes to speak to to the depth you've had in your team, and it's been a struggle for you from yeah. that perspective. And I think you dealt with injuries last year and no injuries this year, and you add in key pieces like Tank, Pickens, McCaffrey. Um, that really, you know, with that health, spells a lot of uh, success for you. So that would be my biggest surprise for you. Um, the biggest I told you so is just overall your defense is great. Um, I think in in my defensive rankings, and I think of a lot of lot of defensive rankings, we had you at middle of the pack, and yeah. I think you knew that you had a bit more to offer from a defensive perspective than than a middle of the road team. So for me, I think that would be be my biggest I told you so from for your team. Yeah, I gotta have hopes for also for Petrie. I mean, I know he he's coming off his the season ending injury last year and he and he was still banged up, you know, missed a few games early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um he wasn't quite I mean, he still did well and he was in my lineup, but he wasn't quite putting up, you know, the as good a numbers as he was um last season. So if you know, if he gets back to at least, you know, 80%, 85% of that or whatever it may be, you know, with him and Bynum um, as my my top safeties, if they're both, you know, putting up those numbers, I think that that could bode well for me uh, going forward as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think my defense, I, I'm going to ride, ride them until they fall apart, yeah. you know, and try to find, you know, different people in, in free agency that, that are pr- productive and, and continue to roll with a stout defense and see where see where it takes me, I guess. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, well, that's all I had for you. Any last words before we sign off? Nope. I want right, bitches. <laughs> well, congratulations on your win, Walt. I'm sure you're you're gonna have a whole year now to enjoy it. Um, I want to see pictures of the trophy once you get it with the nameplate posted to the chat. But uh I know this was a long time coming, so congratulations. Well, thank you. I got some uh, plans in store for picks, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, it'll bring some entertainment to you guys. Fantastic! All right, man. <laughs> thanks for doing this, and 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 congrats again. All right, thanks, man. Sure. All right.